Rise and shine campers. <laughs> it is the middle of the week and I am excited to be checking in with you. Today we will have two separate posts. I want you to take opportunity today instead of eagerly crafting and making everything, I want you to do a part of crafting that I always rolled my eyes at when I would begin a project with my mother, which generally involved sewing, and my mother is an excellent seamstress. My husband taught sewing for a part of a course when students would come through a school that is in the Coast Guard. And part of what they had to do was learn to sew their own gear to be able to check for life-saving equipment. And in many cases, they would have to repair in a pinch uh, certain things. So he learned how to sew as well as learn how to critique sewing. I'm telling you this because my husband will look at things when we go to buy them garments and he will look at the collars and the cuffs and even the buttonholes and he'll put it down and say, there's so many things wrong with it. Whenever my mother sends something, whether it was you guys' suitcases, which she made, or if it's um, these beautiful little towels that she makes, it could be a dress, whatever it is that my mother sews, my husband takes great care to look over every little seam, every little fold, and he's always impressed by it. Now I tell you this not to make my mother sound like a superhero, but to use the example of taking time to strive for excellence, something my mother does very, very well in sewing. I, however, would pull the fabric out if I could, if, if she had not trained me. I can see myself grabbing the fabric and giving it a good shake and laying it out and cutting it. Now, for those of you who are quilters or seamstress in your own right, we need to pre-launder. We need to um, allow for ironing and smoothing out and making sure that we lay the patterns and such out in a way that we utilize our best space. So there is a little bit of prep work for the month of July ahead. And I want us to create our sewing activities with excellence. To that end, the first thing I want to do is recognize though we want to do things with excellence, we need to do them in such a way that they don't become overwhelming. And I feel that if next week when we start our crafty sewing activities, I, I feel like you may feel like you're spinning your wheels or you have too much to do to actually get started. So I'd like to encourage you to, if you've gotten your suitcases, you'll notice you have two charm packs in it an assortment of squares, large squares and small squares. The larger squares are three and a half inch squared. Those are the ones we are going to be working with first. So if you got those and you have noticed that through transit, they are bent up in the corners or they uh, got smushed 
go ahead and give them a nice pressing. All of that fabric has already been uh, measured and when my, my, um, my little elves were putting them together, they were all hand cut and pressed and taken care of before we packaged them up for you. So you just need to take those and smooth them out and press them. You will notice that the assortment of squares, they uh, are assorted. They're a, a charm pack, which means they are, um, in essence, very charming in their diversity. They are little peaks and glimpses at an assortment of different fabric, but they are not the same fabric. I'm going to speak on that in just a moment. For those of you who did not get a suitcase, don't worry, it's not a big deal. You could find bits and pieces primarily focusing in on cotton is my recommendation or a cotton blend and make sure that it's pre-washed. After it's been washed and dried, go ahead and give it a really good ironing. Smooth it out and make your own squares. The squares, like I said, are three by five. You can do this a couple of different ways. You can take a ruler, measure out three and a half inches, or not three by five, I'm sorry, it's 3.5 by 3.5. Measure out and mark each and cut out individual squares using rulers. What I like to do uh, is take some of my quilting gear and uh, use the, the long slides or I actually have a square that I can and I can trace. If you don't have a square that can show you three by 3.5 by 3.5, you can make your own out of a, a good sturdy um, cardboard or card stock. And what I encourage you to do is to then Take the edges of that and either get good packing tape and fold it over the edges and tape over the edge to kind of reinforce that edge or uh, duct tape, masking tape, uh, something to, to kind of give a little extra to the edges of the square. And then you can just measure these out on your fabric and cut them. The goal is to have for you all to start, if you're making your own, have at least 12. Now, that is the low bar goal. The um, charm packs, you, you guys have already got a head start. Those of you who are making your own, you know, that's your, your low goal. But we are going to be doing a project that starts off with the option of a very small, simple, you can complete this project. And, and have the end in sight. And, and Deborah Mobies, as she's teaching that, is fantastic. Um, she explains to you how you can do that. Um, she shares with us the project, she shares with us the possibilities, and then she says, but today we're starting with this. So she's already got a small project planned out. And that's what your squares that you're making right now are for. I, however, I'm going to, after she teaches and shares with you, I am going to lead you guys into making a larger project doing the same exact thing. Many of you may have been following on Pinterest and have seen my yo-yo board. 
I encourage you to make your own. And if you would like to start sending me photos, either by Twitter, Instagram, or email, pictures of things that you think are really interesting, I'd like to see. As I said, I've already got a project in mind, but um, very easily can we mention and talk about other ways to use yo-yos. That's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, so that's your small step. For those of you who are hunters and gatherers and, and you have no fabric, look to the ways that I shared with you before. You know, um, you can go and, and find fabric in your very own closet. You can also, for about $12, go out and source your own fabric for this project and um, have extras on hand for other activities we're going to do this summer. Now, I'd like to speak to the fact that for the project you're going to do with me, you guys need to do a little prep work too. If you take time to start your prep work today and do a little bit each day, then the month of July will be super easy and fun. So today, I want you to think of as the fact you've been in camp about a week and a half and your bunkhouse needs a little sprucing up. So it's more of a work and prep day. I would like to encourage you, if you are someone who is lucky enough to have a stash of fabric, go through and find two or three solids, solid fabric pieces or um, fabric uh, yardage that you like. Find a couple of small scale prints, calicos, small dainty, um, maybe uh, flowers, something that is gentle. And then look through your stash and find something that may be a bolder pattern or print. And I want you to look them over. And I want you to determine yourself, would you be interested in having something that was solid? Would you like something that was one fabric? Or would you like something all mixed up? If you don't know, that's fine too. Sometimes the, the fun of a project is just being prepared for whatever mood hits you. And so I'd like to encourage everyone to make extras. Just in case you find, as you're doing our first activity, that activities two and three that I lead you in, uh, which are smaller and larger activities than what Deborah has you doing. That way you have the resources already in place to craft without interruption. My mother says, pre-wash, iron, keep the ironing board out, keep the iron hot, so that way as you're going, you can, you can steam the, the, um, the hems that you've just sewn or the seams and you can lay everything out flat and smooth and everything looks great as you go doing these other little steps. So your little step today would be look and find some fabric. If you don't readily have a stash, I encourage you, you can go out to your local craft shop and if you want to buy a fat quarter put together, that's kind of fun. But I'm thinking that all of you are probably a lot more creative than I am when it comes to combining colors. You know me, if I'm going to combine a color, it's going to be 
a light gray and a dark gray and I'm gonna think I've just hung the moon because I've picked out two different colors when in fact it's just two different shades. That's what you're thinking. To me, if, if it's more than one anything, if it's slightly different, it's blowing my brain. What I'd like to encourage you to do is brainstorm and think about things that you like, colors that might look nice around your home, uh, colors that even if they don't match your decor are colors that you enjoy. And try to do a field trip and either go into your fabric closet as the field trip and sort through things or put $10, $12 in your pocket and make that your budget. Go to your local fabric store, stay within your budget, and see if they can't cut you small amounts of fabric that you like or you may find one pattern that you just love. Get a yard of it, maybe a yard and a half, bring it home, wash it, dry it, press it. And I forgot to tell you, when you get ready to wash it, my mother always says, take and seam the edges so it keeps it stable and keeps it from unraveling. And then you have to go through and, and take that out after you've taken it out of the dryer and press it smoothly and start to measure and cut three and a half by three and a half squares. Just to make this fun, we're gonna make a contest out of it. I wanna see how many squares you can cut from now until opening day. And those of you with the uh, suitcases, you, um, you can't use the ones that have come to you cut if you wanna participate. This is an extra activity, it's not mandatory. It's a little fun contest. And so we are going to see how many squares you can cut yourself so if you already have a stack of charms that you're planning on using and you don't want to do this, don't worry. This is just something you don't have to participate in. If you want to start gathering things together, and you'll see why when Deborah shares with you, she's got some really clever ideas. Look through your scrap fabric. Look through your stash fabric. Look through um, your fabric store. Remember, though, you're on a budget. I don't want you guys to go crazy and buy a bunch of fabric you don't need. $10 is plenty. Uh, you're in the fabric store, just live under a budget. I know it's hard sometimes, but um, Auntie Mel has put $10 in your pocket if you're going to the fabric store and you can't use a credit card, you can't go overboard, <laughs> that's your limit. Um, and those of you in different countries, look and see what the equivalent of 10 American dollars would be and, and you gotta hold to it. But what I'd like to encourage you to do is start cutting squares, make a little stack, take some pictures of it, and, and either share with me as you're going or take one or two and, and send them in an email to me. You have from today, which is Wednesday, to next Wednesday, seven days. Let's see how many squares you can do. And what we'll do is we'll measure them by counting them, we'll measure them by weighing them, and we'll measure them by stacking them up and measuring their height. So that'll be kind of fun. I'm gonna uh, be really excited to see how many of you jump in on this. So that's today's morning activity. I'd like for you to please plug in and begin to prepare for next week, which is going to be 
so much activities for the month of July. We are going to be sewing. We are going to be weaving. We are going to be doing uh, a, a bunch of different activities that you're probably going to miss the time where you could kind of languish around and chatter and do things. We're going to kind of really kick in and in to high gear for next month. And then, you know, we'll, we'll pull back slightly for August and then September, we're going to do a lot of wrapping up. So today we're doing some preparatory work. Having said that, this afternoon you will find on the blog, afternoon, evening time, um, another paper craft tutorial by Deb, accompanied with uh, a chat that she and I had. The paper craft activity she does today builds upon the activity you did on Monday and leads up to the third part, which is one of my favorite projects for summer camp. It really is. She captured the essence of my heart as well as what I want you to be able to take away and keep for summer in the last activity. Just like with anything, and I'm going to use the example for ballet, I danced for many years and I became a teacher and dancing was actually my profession. There were so many girls that would come in that wanted to put on the costume and perform Giselle right away, or they wanted to be Clara in the Nutcracker Suite. But in order to get there, they, they didn't realize that there were all these little steps to build. And when you take a child that's not prepared and put her in a role that she's not prepared for, it can really hamper her esteem. Such it is with grown women. I do not want to hamper your esteem. I want to build up your self-esteem and encourage you to find your self-worth in the small steps. The small steps that, that are frustrating because you're not accustomed to working with paper and it, uh, it's a totally different medium. Practice and try. Deb gave you great steps. I gave you a challenge yesterday that kind of frees you um, it's, it's liberating you from having to keep a bunch of your practice works and to know that things that you're practicing on are being put out in the world to do kind things for others helps immensely with the, the, the stigma attached to that. You have to get it perfect. The, the activity you did yesterday, you could take Deb's day one activity and just do it over and over again and, and give them away and realize that Whatever you're making, it's anonymous and you won't be judged, and it's good practice. For this afternoon, you'll build upon those activities that you've been practicing and do a little bit more to prepare you for the last thing. So be on the lookout for that. Having said that, your suitcases came with activity or activity enhancements. It came with supplies. There are things inside of your suitcase that you can use for this. If you noticed and you unrolled your paper and you ironed it or pressed it or put it under a book, there were a couple of sheets of book paper. There were lots of small, tiny papers that would be great for those little button squares. There were larger colored papers. There was a heavier card stock that was either white or beige or a gray or um, a natural tone. And that is perfect for the tags as well. You'll see a very large sheet. Everybody got one large sheet. You might want to save that one. 
Um, that is actually for an activity with Xena. And that one does definitely, you want to be using it uh, for that activity and you want it to be pressed. There will be some scraps for that that you can use for paper crafting in the future. But um, try not to cut that one up. If you've cut it up, no worries. That was my fault for not telling you ahead of time. Um, and I do apologize for that. I will do better about pointing out to you all the, um, the items in your suitcase that you use and for what project. Okay, last thing I wanted to let you know. We have a fun activity ahead for July, August, and September. We're going to read a book together. And I just wanted to let you know what it is. It is optional to do this. Some of you like to read books. Some of you like to listen to books. Some of you are going to have enough on your plate. This is just to meet everyone's needs. Um, the book is by Diane Ackerman. It was a New York Times bestseller. And I will tell you, in full disclosure, I have not read it. Um, so I, I can't attest to all the parts of the book and whether or not it's PG-13 or rated R uh, remains to be seen. I, I know from a couple of things that I've read that it's it's a good book, quote-unquote. Um, it's called The Zookeeper's Wife. It is a an interesting book and dear to me because it is a book about Polish zookeepers. And I'm just going to give you a quick um, bit of blurbs on the back. Uh, the Washington Post Book World said that it's a lovely story about the Holocaust. And it says, a lovely story about the Holocaust might seem like a grotesque oxymoron. But in The Zookeeper's Wife, Diane Ackerman proves otherwise. Here is a true story of human empathy and its opposite that is simultaneously grave and exuberant, wise and playful. Ackerman has a wonderful tale to tell, and she tells it wonderfully. And this is an overview of the story. After their zoo was bombed, Polish zookeepers Jean and Antonia Zabinski managed to save over 300 people from the Nazis by hiding refugees in the empty animal cages. With animal names for these guests and human names for the animals, it's no wonder that the zoo's code name became the house under a crazy star. So that's kind of the premise of it. Um, it is based on a true story, and being that it is a, a husband and wife who are Polish, it is something that I am very excited about. My neighbor and I, I've already touched base with her, and she and I are going to work together as she is born and raised in Poland, and I am Polish. We are going to share with you some recipes and some wonderful treats from our heritage, as well as share some things from Poland, so you have a little bit of world traveling to tie in our international fun. All right, my friends, you guys have a lot to get started on. If you will uh, hop on your squares and prepping for that. If you're interested in The Zookeeper's Wife by Diane Ackerman, I will have information more coming on that, uh, but you might want to ask your local library for it, or for those of you who are Kindlers or iBooks, um, it is available for Kindle. So I encourage you guys to plug in at whatever capacity you are interested. If you want to plug in and make a bunch of squares and enter the contest, there will be more details posting on Friday about that as far as um, 
you know, things to check in for, but just now know that you can go ahead and start today cutting them. Um, the squares, the book, there is the opportunity, of course, for you to make more tags and be prepared to share them. And for those of you who have written me a letter, you will find this afternoon in the activity post my address to send me. If you send me a letter, I already have letters waiting patiently for you guys to go out. So much aloha to you all today. Enjoy your day. I hope you are finding a great time around about the campsite. And I encourage you to send me messages and let me know how I can help you best, how you're feeling about camp, and just in general how things are going. My best aloha to you.